Fathers Who Bother is made possible in part by the contributions of listeners like you. To support Fathers Who Bother, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash fathers who bother and become a monthly subscriber today. On the next episode of Fathers Who Bother, I talk to Detroit producer Apollo Brown about raising his daughter and son in the age of Corona, parenting advice from DJ Premier, and buying his father his dream car. Check it out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fathers Who Bother. For men who are as dad as we want to be, I'm your host, Jerry L. Barrow. My next guest is one of the most prolific producers I've had the pleasure of meeting. Hailing from Grand Rapids, Michigan, he relocated to Detroit after graduating from college and has been releasing instrumental and collaborative albums at a blistering pace since 2010. has O.C., Guilty Simpson, Rock Marciano, and Joel Ortiz are just some of the names he's collaborated with as well as past fathers who bother guests, Sky Zoo and Torre. Today, we're going to talk about what he calls his number one position in life, being a dad. Please welcome Apollo Brown to the podcast. Yo, 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 yo. That was a, that was a hell of an intro, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect any less, though. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, how you been, man? You been all right? I've been very well, brother. I've been, the fam and I took a little excursion out of town last weekend we rented a lake house okay up in okay. um in homes new york it was beautiful just to get out of the city for a couple of days man I took my mom and my sister and we nice. just kind of just lounged around in the nice hot tub and got away from everything so it was great man it was great. it's always oh, beautiful yeah. when, you, when you can do stuff like that man yeah you know yeah no i mean especially especially in 2020 man yeah it was needed we, we oh, usually yeah. go away, like we'll get hop on a plane and go somewhere, but that just was not an option this year. But we said, let's go someplace close, but just yeah. change change the scenery and stop looking at these same four walls <laughs> that we've been looking <laughs> at for the past you, six months. How, how, have you, how have you all been? You told me today that you were doing um, homeschooling today. How's that been going? Yeah, man. Um so, you know, my kids started back and they started back virtually um, a couple of weeks ago, man. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's different. And obviously, you know, as a parent, I want my kids to be safe. You know, that's first and foremost. So, right. Um, you know, so they're 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 schooling through the computer right now, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's definitely something to get used to. It's it's different. You know, the uh, the schedules are. A little all over the place, man. But luckily, you know, myself and my wife have a flexible schedule and we can kind of sit down with them and and kind of guide them through it. Um, you know, my 11 year old man, he's um, you know, he kind of has it, you know, down pat, man. He's he's doing his thing and, and going through his classes. He started middle school this year. So same, same. My daughter uh, started middle school, too. Yep. Yeah, man. So it's a whole different different ball game from elementary school, man. He's going from class to class to class every hour, man. So. You know, naturally, you know, we'd, we'd love to have him do that in person, but, you know, we mm-hmm. can't right now. So he's doing it online, man. And uh, and my uh, my kindergartner, she just started kindergarten this year. Um, I, st- I still kind of gu- guide her, you know, through her Zoom meetings and stuff like that, man. And um, she's getting to the point where, you know, she doesn't want me in the room. And she's like, I got it. I got it. I can mute myself. I can unmute myself. I can do this and do that. So, um you know, for her, man, you know, they got a main class and then, then they break off into, uh, you know, separate groups um, where it's a little bit smaller with the teacher. And um, she has different, you know, different hours throughout the day. And, 
it's just different, man. I thought, I thought, yeah, I joke with my wife, man, because I thought 21 this year, you know, 20 leading into 21 was going to be my year to, to have the house all to myself, <laughs> you know, both kids in school, um, you know, full time till about three 30, my wife at work full time, you know, all day I get to use not just my studio, but the whole house is my office and, and walk around and do what I want to do and listen to what I'm listening to and add on and do this, just get a lot of good work done, man. And, you know, uh, it's it hasn't quite been that way, man. But I'm I'm okay, man. I cherish the uh, I, ch- I cherish the time with my family and and uh, my kids being right here and my wife being at home working from home as well. And um, you know, it's it's definitely been an experience. And uh, you know, but I don't um, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not See, mad. I'm in I'm in that pl- weird place where I'm counting my blessings, but still lamenting some lack of the privacy. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel very fortunate. Yeah that i have yeah. a house because yeah. i know folks who are in apartments exactly. and bedrooms cramped up no no space no nothing so i'm like listen you can come like i'm down in my basement now yeah me I too can do, i can do that a lot of folks don't have that option yep, yep. that that said those there were those days when like you said the kids were at school the wife was at work and i was either going in late or i had the day off and i had the house to myself oh man I can't remember the last time Ooh. I've been in this house by myself, Ooh. and it's starting to get to me. <laughs> man, and, and especially, especially when I have, you know, I can come and go as I please, man. I have a, you know, I make my own schedule, so, you know, and 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 like you, I'm downstairs in my basement studio right now with the door shut, um, and luckily I can get away. Right. Luckily I can do that. I have a have a space to do that, man. A lot of people don't. And Odyssey was telling me he had to quarantine in his studio because he had just come back from overseas. Yeah. He quarantined in his studio for like two weeks before he could even go home. And made an album. And made an album. And made an album. You know what I'm saying? That's that's using your time wisely, man. That's what I'm talking about. Right. How have your your creative juices been? I know you just dropped the project in July, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dropped the project with uh, with Shay Noor, man. Yep. Um, Okay. It's uh, you know, I, I've I've been off and on with my creativity. I've been really, really focused on my family a lot. So, um, when I can make it down here and really kind of get away and get inside of my head a little bit, I can do that. But um, there are times, man, where it's just, man, I'm just not focused on it. There's been a lot of stuff happening, you know, not not just because of 2020, but just in in, in my personal life, man, and um you know, that I can't really come down here and focus on, on being creative, man. And, uh, I'm starting to get back at it right now. Um, you know, as we, as we got on, I was messing around with, with a couple things, man. And just trying to sit down here and, and, you know, shut the door and, and, and make something, man. I got, I got, but I'm sitting on a lot of great stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I, that I have that sitting here, man, where I can just sit on stuff, something and, 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 uh, and release it, you know, as I please. But, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to get creative. It it it's been hard for you know certain times, but I'm getting back at it. You got to give yourself some grace. I've been telling everybody that that there are some folks who have used this time and they've just d- dove into projects, and that's fine. But some of us, you know, like you said, there's a lot going on in the world, and the last thing on your mind is you know making a beat or writing a script or yeah doing an art. You just you just need to decompress. And oh just, man. If anybody can understand the reset, <laughs> would be you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so 
I wanted to start by, you know, talking about the the time when you first found out that you were going to be a dad. Oh, man. So I guess I need to back up a little bit. Um, so when when my wife and I met, um, when when we met, she already had a three year old son. Mm-hmm. So I've never really had the experience around uh, around children, you know, that were uh, were children that I would have to personally take care of mm-hmm. um, before that. But, you know, I love my wife dearly. I love her to death. And, and, and obviously she was a package. And, uh, man, I wouldn't take that back for anything in the world, man. My son is, uh, and he's my son, not stepson. Um, he's my son. You know, I, t- I take care of him. I, uh, I do anything I can for him. Um, I would do anything for him. And he's, he's, I treat him as my own, uh, since he was three years old. Now he's 11. So, um, that was when I found out that I was going to be a father. Cause I knew I was going to marry my wife the, the, the moment I met her. Oh. So, <laughs> yo, so that's when I knew that, yo, you need to, um, you know, you need to pull your pants up and it's time to, uh, it's time to have some responsibility. You know, I was used to being single and running around Europe and, um, you know, just, just doing the, the, the artist life. And, um, uh, when I met her, I just knew, and I was like, yo, it's, it's, it's time, man. I'm about to be a father, you know, to a three-year-old. So, um, I stepped up, took that responsibility, man. And, um, you know, and, and luckily his dad is also still in his life. So, so me and his dad get along very well and, uh, it takes a village, man. You know, we all, we all raise him. He has a lot of great, uh, male role models in his life. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a great thing raising him, man, raising him, um, to be a respectful human being, man. And, um, so that's when I found out with that, obviously. But when, when I found out when my daughter was mo- born, my, my actual daughter, um, I was, uh, I was on tour mm-hmm. or not, not, not born, but when she was conceived and I found out that my wife was, uh, was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, I was on tour, I was in Australia and, um, she called me, I was sitting, I was sitting in my hotel room and she called me out of nowhere. And, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. What's up? You know, wh- what's going on? And, uh, <laughs> She gave me the news, man, and I was ecstatic. I mean, I was like, yeah, you know, it was um it was one of those situations where we weren't necessarily trained, but we weren't being careful either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was like we 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 even talked about it, like, hey, whatever happens, happens. If it happens, right. it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like we weren't being careful, but we weren't necessarily trained for that, you know, at that instant. So um, but when I got the news, man, I was I was ecstatic, man. I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself, man. I still had, I wanted to get home. I still had a whole another week in Australia, man. And, um, I wanted to get home and, you know, give her a crazy embrace and, you know, let's, let, let's start this, uh, let's start this journey. And, um, you know, I, when, when my daughter was born, man, it was, pff, I, I couldn't contain my tears, man. I remember being in the hallway uh, of the hospital, man. And my mom was out there and I saw my mom's face and, I just instantly broke down, man. It gave me, I don't know. I just got soft. I got real soft, man. And, uh, ever since my daughter was born, it was just like, man, now I watch TV and movies and a little tear will shed down my, you know, come down my face a little bit, man, on, on those, on those, uh, little moments in the movie, man. And, (laughs) you know, don't, don't let me watch a, um, 
a reunion uh, clip on YouTube when when a when a military father comes home and you know surprises his kids, man, or or his wife like that right there gets at me, man. It's crazy. Things but, hit uh, different. Yo, it does. Kid. Things hit they a hit. lot different, man. When they you got hit. kids, man, they hit a lot different. I was talking to someone the other day. I was I used to watch that show Underground, um, the Misha Green. Um, create did on okay. UGN it was basically like it was it was about slavery but it was like Mission Impossible style like they mm-hmm. were really on some it was wild but there was a one scene where the father was like ra- practicing wrapping himself up with his daughter so he could carry her while they were running through the swamp and I was just th- watching that having a daughter felt different like I'd watched you know Roots and all the other stuff before but yeah. having a daughter and then imagining myself having to do that, that whole scene hit different. And I felt myself getting super emotional. Yeah, man. What? You know, what's crazy is too, is like, I know now how my parents felt, you know, cause my parents have a, uh, have, a, have me, a son and a daughter. I have, I have a younger sister. She's five years younger than me. Right. And, um, you know, having one of each and obviously we want to treat our kids the same. We want to, uh, we want to show them the same amount of love and, 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 you know, just everything. But you realize that raising a, raising a son versus raising a a daughter is, is, is different, man. It's Mm. different. You know, I know when I was raised, you know, it, it was a little different. My sister got everything she wanted. She got, she got, you know, to go shopping, go do this, do that. She got everything that she wanted. Um, you know, monetarily, but I got to do whatever I wanted. So if there was a party on Friday night and, you know, mom, I'm I'm about to go to this party. Is that that cool? Yeah, you can go, go ahead. My sister, if she were to ask to go to that same party, Mm. nah, nah, you, you, you're going to stay home, but we'll go shopping tomorrow. (laughs) It it was a trade-off, man. It was like, you know, I, and I used to get embarrassed. I used to get, um, you know, jealous of her with that. And she would get jealous of me. And, um, but you just you treat your daughters a little bit different and you're a little bit more protective. Obviously, when you have a son, you know, your job is to prepare them for the world, you know, and prepare them to go out and, and fend for themselves and, and be, be, be a man, you know. Um, and for your daughter, man, it's, it's just you want to take care of her and keep taking care of her. No matter how old she gets, you just want to take care of her. So. I don't know, man. It's just a little different. I remember that's how I was raised and, and, uh, and, and I see that in myself now, you know, I try to treat them the same, obviously I give them the same amount of love. Um, but I let my, my sons out right now, probably riding his bike around the, the neighborhood. Yeah. My, my daughter's like, can I go too? And I'm like, nah, nah, you, you need to stay back here. How much of that is a function of the age difference? Because I know for me, I'm older than my sister by, you know, three years. And I noticed that when that when that dynamic came into play, yes, gender definitely played a part. The boys were definitely treated, given more leeway. But in some cases, the boys are also older. Yeah. So I know but when my when my sister got to be my age, when I got to run around, she still didn't get. Exactly. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. That's what it wasn't just it, it. you know, it wasn't just the fact that she was five years younger than me. I think it was when she when she got that age as well, when she turned 18 or 17 or whatever, when the curfew was, you know, was was a little later. And um, she didn't get that later curfew. I did, but she didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little different even when they reach that age, man. And um, I feel like it's probably going to be the same with my kids just because I'm a little more protective of her. 
Um, I want him to be able to go out and, and fend for self. And, um, but obviously, you know, especially with today's times, man, you know, giving him those talks and, and certain things that he needs to know, certain jewels that he needs to know as a, as a young minority. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that worries me as well, but I don't know, man, it's, it's weird. The world is weird right now, man. It's almost like you don't even want your kids to leave the house. So man, I went through that. My son just started college, but he's going locally. Okay. So he's for the most part, he's, he was supposed to be commuting, but COVID, you know, he only has one class on campus, but he had so little experience taking public transportation because we've driven them to school their whole life. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hold on one second. I'm getting a little bit of feedback on my side. Okay. Trying to see if I can, if, if I, um, all right. Okay. So, you know, little things like taking the bus and taking the subway with things that he just wasn't privy to and had to be taught. Yeah. You know, right along getting driving lessons. You know, we were teaching him to drive this summer. Oh, man. And, oh, know, but, man. but, the first time we let my daughter go to the store, I was standing there just watching her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I, I feel you, man. You're just watching the whole time, waiting for her to come back, man. Like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's just different, man. And, you know, obviously, like I said, you don't want it to be, but it just is. It's a natural thing. How do you how, how do you talk to them about or do you talk to them about what's been going on in the world? Like, i.e., does she understand why she's going to school from home? Like, does she understand what's happening with COVID? She, or do you... she does a little bit? Um, you know, she's she's getting ready to turn six, man. So I don't really bombard her with a lot of um, just just a lot of the particulars of what what's going on. She knows, you know, what COVID is. She knows, you know, that there's a pandemic right now. She knows that you know, being safe is the number one priority. Uh, she knows she's at home because being around other kids and other people right now is, is not really the best thing to do. Um, she has her collection of masks and, uh, she knows, <laughs> when, nice. yeah, man, when she knows when we do go out, uh, if, if we go anywhere, you know, we got to put the mask on and, and, um, you know, not only comply with, you know, the orders of the state, but just for our own self safety, man, we, we want to be safe, you know, and, um, she knows all that. She doesn't know, like, you know, how it, it, we don't get real deep with it, you know, with her, um, my son, he, he knows everything about it, you know, um, you know, he watches the news with us every now and then and kind of, kind of sees what's going on and, you know, the 200,000 deaths in America, uh, because of it. And, you know, we don't want to scare him, but, in the same token, we also want him to know how serious it is. Right. You know, and, and know that, you know, this isn't a joke. Like some people are taking it, you know, some people are thinking, you know, they're out here, you know, thinking it's a joke and thinking it's a hoax and not wearing their masks and not, you know, you know, distancing themselves six feet or more. Um, and they're just being all willy nilly with it, going to parties and bars and whatever else. And uh, thinking it's a joke, man, and we, we try to relay to him that, you know, this is serious business and um, we want to be safe as long as possible. Um, that's why he's not in school right now. And, um, you know, our school district doesn't even allow in-person schooling. It's not even a, an option. Mm-hmm. Um, it, everything is virtual. So, 
Um, but yeah, they, they, they know all about it for the most part. Um, you know, my son, you know, he, he'll get political, you know, mm. he, he knows all about, uh, you know, um, how Trump's treating this whole thing and, um, other, other players in, in, in government. But yeah, no, I mean, we, we definitely talk to him about it, you know, let him know what the real is. We don't hide or sugarcoat anything, you know, from the kids, uh, for the most part, like I said, the youngest one, we just don't get real deep in, into it with her. Uh, she knows about it. The, but I, my, my parents didn't sugarcoat anything with me. They didn't hide anything from me. I was never not allowed to watch rated R movies or never not allowed to, you know, listen to certain things. And, you know, I was, what, eight years old, nine years old. And my first tape was what I had two tapes and it was um, he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Yep. You know, um, the first tape I bought with my own money. That was that was my first tape right there. You know, and, and that was what, 88? Uh, don't make me a liar. I want to say ah, yes. I think it was it was eighty eight or eighty nine. It was one of those yep. two. But along with that tape, I think uh, that same certain that, in that same amount of time, I also got uh, you know uh, might have been ninety eighty nine, but DOC. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents didn't stop me from getting. You know, no one can do it better. Um, and they they know that you know it is what it is. This is the world. Uh, my parents cussed. You know, they, they cussed all my life. They didn't hide cuss words from me or anything like that. Um, and that's just, that's just how it was. You know, if, if we, if I didn't hear it from them, I was going to hear it on the bus or I was going to hear it somewhere else. Um, and they didn't, they just didn't hide anything from me. They just kept it real with me my whole life and, um, still to, still do to this day. And I, I appreciated, appreciated that. I mean, it wasn't everybody else's upbringing. You know, but but I appreciated the way that they they brought me up, and um, I I do the same with my kids. You know, I don't really hide anything from them. I don't keep anything from them. I keep it all real. My wife and I both. Um, so, you know, we try to we try to uh, make sure that they they know what's going on. Did you? I know your daughter seems a little young for it, but did you talk about Brianna Taylor the the press conference yesterday with your son at all? You know what? Um, he knows about pretty much everything that's going on. Um, he knows, you know, just the, the problem we're having with, with police brutality. He knows that, um, it's, it's, it's something that's been going on for decades, but we just happen to have cameras now. Yeah. Um, he also knows that Columbus didn't discover America. (laughs) Um, you know, certain things like that. He knows that, you know, the books that he's learning from in school don't tell the whole truth. Right. Um, they omit a lot of things and, uh, I make sure he knows that he had a, he has a, a black principal and a, uh, he had a black teacher last year that, uh, was new to the school, man. And I pulled him aside and I said, um, I said, you're teaching history. So I said, I just wanted to ask you one question. Uh, did uh did Christopher Columbus discover America? And he 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 stopped me right there and was like, I know exactly what you're getting at. <laughs> he was like, and I don't I don't teach that. I don't mm. I, I'm I'm a different type of teacher. And I said, that's all mm. I need to know. Because my son knows a lot of different things. Um and he and he will challenge you on it. Mm. And um, you know, there's it's just, you know, I I just don't ah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with, man. And, and, um, a lot of stuff that I, you know, 
like I said, was omitted from our history books, man. Us growing up, man. The stuff that we learned growing up was just like, ugh, man. You think back on it, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? How did we? You, I don't understand that. You got to supplement it. My, I started reading the autobiography of Malcolm X with my son this summer. Okay. And, you know, he's older, obviously. But his whole high school, he made it through four years of high school without reading that book. And I knew because he, we, we sent him to a private Catholic school and we knew that certain things weren't going to get covered and that we would yep. have to supplement. Yeah. And he, he read it. He was just like, damn, like I had an idea, but I didn't realize it was like this, like the whole, just the first chapter. He, that man outlined so much that is wrong with this country that his family experienced personally that you kind of just like, yep. <laughs> it makes everything that's going on make, perfect sense because not much has changed so i yeah. definitely understand wanting to supplement um you have to you, you, what, you what, what have they're to. learning i wanted to backtrack just slightly because i love where you're going um your your son was three I, there's this great photo of you and your son on your wedding day yeah so talk to me about that relationship going into the wedding and what what that was like for you um having him there and what kind of relationship you guys had going into your, your, your marriage? You know, we've, we've always, we've always been cool. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, when, when we first started out, you know, obviously I didn't, uh, I didn't pressure him into liking me. I didn't pressure him into, uh, you know, just being at, obviously when we, when, when me and my wife met, I didn't meet, I didn't meet her son until, you know, uh, probably a couple months later. So, but when we finally met, um, like I said, I, I I didn't pressure him into liking me. I didn't pressure him into, uh, you know, acting a certain way around me. I just wanted to get to know him, you know, and, 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 and I wanted to allow him to get to know me. And uh, we and, and that's what it was, man. We just took our time and, and um, shared our likes and dislikes of, of whatever it was, dinosaurs, cars. Um, at that time, you know, dump or, um, garbage trucks, snakes, he was really into snakes. It was like, a, it was like a thing, man. And, um, by the time me and my wife got married, you know, me and him were really, really, really close, man. And, and it was something that, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I could do it without him, man. I needed him. I needed him there, man. He, he helped me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? He made me grow up. Uh, he made me know what certain experiences and certain, um, responsibilities were like. Um, he definitely helped me a lot, you know, as just as a three-year-old, as a three-year-old, four-year-old, all the way until now, he's helped me out a lot. Um, just being there and, and being the type of son that he is and, and helping me grow up, man, and helping me be the dad that I want to be and, and helping me be my own dad. Um, you know, and then going into that wedding, man, him being there and him him being happy for both of us and excited that I was marrying his mother, um, that helped out a lot as well, man. You know, I've seen a lot of situations where, you know, the kids involved aren't aren't very uh, excited or very happy that this new man is coming around or uh, this new, you know, figure, whether a father figure, mother figure, whatever it is, is coming around. And, uh, there was none of that, man. It was, there was never any of that. It was, it was always, he was always excited and I, I showed him a lot of new things, man. I showed him a lot of new stuff, man. Exposed him to a lot of, you know, I, I used to crack up, man, because he used to play with stuffed animals a lot. And, um, 
when I came into the picture, I kind of exposed them to uh, what I call hard toys. <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> I said, if they don't hurt when I throw it at you, man, that's not a toy. Oh, wow. and, uh, you know, it, you know, obviously being, you know, poking fun, man. But, you know, so we 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 had to go to Toys R Us a couple times, man, and go get some Transformers, man, go get some, uh, you know, some some actual action figures and, you know, some hard toys, man. If you if you don't if I if I don't step on it and, and, and want to scream, man, <laughs> you're terrible. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's not a real toy, man. So I'm like, you know, so I exposed him to a lot of a lot of hard toys, man. And um, you know, I think he appreciated that. Um he, <laughs> and then he soon, you know, got into got into cars and, and now you couldn't tear him away from anything cars, man. He's he's just a car fanatic, man. He, I know you're a car fanatic. I'm too. a car guy, yeah, absolutely. But he's you know, see I like modern muscle or not modern, but um, you know, American muscle, man. So you know, I have a Chevelle and, you know, I'm, I'm just big on American muscle, but I realized that his, at his age, when I was that age as well, I was into Lamborghinis and Ferraris. I think we all were, man. I had the, mm-hmm. you know, the white, um, Ferrari Testarossa poster on my wall and the red Lamborghini Countach poster on my wall and stuff like that. So he's really into, you know, supercars and, and, um, you know, stuff like that right now, man. And, I'm trying to get him into a American muscle, man, but he's, he's, he's not getting into it yet. It's cool. He respects it. He knows what it is, but you know, he's not, he's just, he's all about his supercars and stuff right now. But yeah, he, he, he's super into, uh, to drawing, drawing cars, man. And you know, he's, he gets into these, these things, man. And he goes hard into them. Like he goes into them really like with it, with his full, you know, with full go, and I appreciate that. And I, I love that. I learned from him, man. When 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 you want something, you want it bad enough, man, go hard for it. And he does that. So, you know, he's just uh, you know, from 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 the time I met him till now, man, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better a better son, you know, to be in my life and and uh you know, just be around, man, and and you know, show me the love that he shows me and and vice versa and super respectable respect you know respectful kid you know respected um very intelligent handsome you know um he's gonna go places man and and he has the drive to do so 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 now i need to know did you give your daughter the transformers too you know what i yeah no i didn't i didn't i didn't you know i didn't discriminate when it came to that man you know i gave her her hard toys too man yeah absolutely Okay, you know, consistent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she's she's right now she's like super into Barbies, man, and LOL dolls and stuff like that, man. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she loves playing Barbies, man. She has a couple Barbie houses, big, huge Barbie houses, man. That you know, it's just like, geez, it's always you know, Daddy, can you can you come play Barbies with me? And I'll go play Barbies with her, man. I I was on the front porch the other day painting her and her her friends' nails. You know, I do stuff like that, man. You got to, man. You you got a little girl. You, you know, I'm not gonna not do girl things, man. You know, I'm gonna play Barbies, gonna paint your nails. Uh, I do her hair. You know, what I'm saying, I, you know, you got to do that stuff, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I know you. I know you did it or do it. Yeah, I did it. I definitely did it. Definitely did it. I'm not as good. I'm still not as good at the hair as my wife is, but I. Definitely yeah, naturally, you know. I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not either. But you know, when it needs to be done, it needs to be done. You know, right. throw it up in a messy bun or something, man. You know, I can braid, you know. So how how you said you didn't have a lot of experience with kids prior to 
your son and when your daughter came how did you adjust to the infant because babies are well that was yeah man that was that was that was a learning experience man you know i was i was totally open to it obviously um and i was open to learning and i knew that uh you know what would come with it you know as far as sleepless nights and uh you know just her peeing on me and whatever else (laughs) man i mean it's happened all of that's happened man and you know my, my wife is awesome man so you know it's 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 just she's such a a good woman that I want to help her out, you know, as much as I can, you know, I would get up at night. Yeah. I knew she would, you know, she would breastfeed all day and breastfeed at night, you know, and, um, but it was like, whenever, whenever my daughter cried or, um, you know, needed anything, man, I was the first one up to go and, and make sure that she had it and, uh, make sure she was okay. Especially since my wife, you know, you know, after, you know, maternity leave, man, she had to go back to work. So she had to work in the morning, not me. I work from home. So I had a better, you know, a a more flexible schedule, you know, so it just made more sense for me to get up and me to take care of certain things. And if I had to give her something or give her a bottle or or rock her back to sleep or whatever it was, it was only fair that I got up and did that and let my wife sleep. And, uh, cause she had to get up in the morning. So, um, no, I was all I was all about it, man. I'm I'm still the sleep master, you know what I'm saying? I've been putting her asleep since she was she was born. So even <laughs> to this day, man, I, it's it's always daddy, you know, I want daddy to come up and, you know, tuck me in. So um that's how it's always been. That's how it always be, will be, man. Ever had her in the studio with you co-producing? Yeah, I yeah, she's always in. I got pictures on uh on Instagram of her messing around with this machine, man, and you know, she always comes down here and plays around and, and hits pads and stuff and um, I've had it recorded a couple of times and I still want to put her on an album like everybody else does. They always put their kids on an album. I want right, to, I want to put her right. on the album and I want my, my son to draw my cover. Nice. So there's going to, there's going to be a collaboration, uh, between all of us, um, you know, at one time or another, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how we can do that somehow incorporate them into a, uh, into an album. That's what's up. I saw a great pic of you and your dad. It looked like you were at a baseball game. Talk to me yeah. about what your relationship was like with him as a kid and how that's evolved now that you're a father yourself. You know, my dad was amazing, man. You know, I, I come from a, a two-parent household, man, and uh, my dad, you know, he worked. I mean, he was up at 4 o'clock in the morning every morning, man, and going to work and then coming home at 6, man. So he worked He worked at the uh, at the plant, so... He, um, but he would still get home, man, and play basketball with me and my friends. And he would still run around and race us down the street, man. And he would come, you know, while we're not looking to steal our bikes, man. And, you know, just, he was always messing around with us, man. Yeah. He was always messing around and, you know, always fun to be around. Really good dude. He was always my coach. You know, I played baseball all my life. He was always my baseball coach. Um, my dad still plays softball to this day, go up every day, pretty much. Um, nice. You know, he's fun to golf with, man. He was just a, just an all around good dude, man. Very athletic. You know, he grew up, you know, born in West Virginia, migrated to, to Detroit when he was one. Um, grew up in Detroit, you know, and and um, yeah, he's he's just a Detroit native, and and he. Um, you know, he, I don't know, man. He's just the greatest dude, man. You know, I, a few years back, I bought him a Corvette. Um, nice. Oh, when, he was, man. Um, 
Well, when I was born, man, my dad had a 75 Stingray. So he had a Corvette when I was born. And um, it wasn't my fault, obviously. But, you know, because I was I was born getting and getting bigger, you know, he had to trade that Corvette in for a, a Chrysler LeBaron was what he traded a Corvette in for. But that's a whole oh, nother wow. story, man. It really <laughs> but traded a Corvette in, you know, he, did, he had to get rid of it, man. And it was his baby. And, uh, Mm. but he had to sacrifice that, you know, for, for the, for the good of his family. So, um, he's always been a Detroit or a a Corvette guy, you know, he's always had Corvettes all my life, but he hasn't had one probably in the last, I'm going to say last 20 years, 15 to 20 years. Mm. And I wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to do that, man. I've always wanted to make sure I can get him that, that good C3 back that, that, that Corvette, um, that not the exact same Corvette he had when I uh when I was born, man, but that same body style. So the C three body style. And uh so a couple years ago I uh three years ago I, I ended up I bought him a uh nineteen seventy eight um twenty fifth anniversary uh Corvette. Um you know, I think it was for Father's Day. And uh, and you know, it wasn't obviously it's 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 not brand new. It's not uh it wasn't in even in amazing shape. It was just something that me and him can work on together and uh get in 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 amazing shape ourselves and then uh put it out on the road and let him enjoy it for the next 10 15 years um so, so how's the rest of, how's the restoration go, been going it's going good man we just finished the interior we got the whole the complete interior done um so now we're in the process of uh tearing the drivetrain and uh the braking system and uh we're gonna do that uh over the winter and then mm-hmm. uh start back where our goal is 22 so 2022 get it on the road get it back on the road get it painted get it uh completely finished by the end of 2022 so and uh he'll turn he'll turn 70 that year so i want him to uh enjoy it man i didn't buy it for it to just sit around and collect dust in the garage man we so we've been working on it and um you know i want him to enjoy it man that's dope how is um what's his relationship like with your kids Oh man, they love them. Yeah. They love them. They love. They love Grandpa, man. Come on. Um, <laughs> my dad's super, super patient. My dad doesn't raise his voice. He's never raised his voice. My dad is not a. Um, um he's just a, he. There was a, there was a point in time when I was younger that he was he was intimidating because he was a big guy. Um, but now I mean he's just not. You know he 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 wouldn't hurt a fly, man. He he's super nice, super gentle. Um. And the kids love that, man. And he's a he's super attentive, man. Like he'll sit up there with my daughter for hours, man, playing Barbies, man. And I'm like, dude, you can come down. Like, you don't have to sit up there, man. You can come down. And but she knows that. And she knows that she has him, you know, wrapped around her finger, man. And totally, uh, totally, totally. My oh, dad, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my and my, and my son, man, can do he he'll do anything or buy anything or whatever for my son, man. It's 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 you know, and, and he always wants drawings and always wants, uh, different things from him, man. And, you know, he's just, he's all about them. So, I mean, he loves, he loves my kids and my kids love him, man. And, uh, I couldn't ask for a better grandpa, man. He's, he's, he's dope. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. He'll slide them money and, you know, behind <laughs> my back, man. And you know what I'm saying? Like do things for them behind my back when I said, no, no, I said, no. But you know, then they'll be like, "Well, I'm grandpa. I can do it. I can do whatever I want to." You ain't telling me. You ain't telling me no. Like, 
So yeah, no, he's he's a great dude, man. I I couldn't ask for a better dad and and, and a better grandpa for my kids. How much of your parenting style do you get from your dad, and how much have you deviated and kind of forged your own path as a father? You know what? He was my example, man. So, um, you know, I don't think I've I've deviated much. My dad, growing up, he's he's not the most emotional person. So, you know, but he's always said, I love you. He's always given us hugs and you know, kisses and, and always, you know, giving me noogies and all that stuff, man, putting me in a headlock and, you know, we've always wrestled, you know, just stuff like that, man. But, um, so I don't think I'm, I'm deviating much from his, uh, his parenting styles, man. Um, his parenting style to me was perfect. You know, the way that he did it was perfect. Again, he was my example, man. So I'm, I'm using him as a litmus, man. I'm using him, you know, it, that was the, the the first thing I went to when I became a father, man. I'm like, yo, what did my dad do? All right, mm. in this situation, what would have what would my, my dad have done in this situation? All right, when I did that as a kid, what did my dad do? You know, <clears throat> I think the era is different. You know, I mean, when I was a kid and did something like crazy bad, you know, obviously I got a whooping. That was just kind of what it was, and and it, and and it was a different era. You know, we were a different generation, so. um that's, I guess that's the only thing I didn't do with my kids. I've never had to spank my kids. I've never had to whoop my kids. Um, not saying that it was a bad thing. I, I, I probably deserved it when, you know, growing up for some of the stuff I did, you know, and I, I don't look at my dad bad for that at all. Like, you know, he did what he had to do. And, you know, obviously after that was done, I didn't do it again. Um, you know, and that was also, that was just a different generation, a different era. And that was how our parents kind of took care of things. Um, now it's, it's so frowned upon and it's so looked down upon, um, that a lot of us don't do it, but you know, I don't, I don't have to, I've never had to. So, um, and I've always made sure from the get go that, that, uh, my kids knew I meant business. And so I've never had to, you know, never had to pull out the belt, but, you know, again, not really deviating, just, it's just a different era, you know, and, and, you know, I love the way my dad raised us. Yeah, I've had this conversation with with folks like I'm not a I'm not a hitter. I was talking previously on the podcast about the one time I hit my son and I totally regretted it, and it just broke my ten year streak. Of Ooh, my dad used to him. cry. My, my, my if my dad had to give me a whooping, man, he would cry. He would definitely cry. Yeah, yeah. Like he would afterwards, my mom would be like, "Your dad feels so bad for doing that." Like he just, but he knew he had to at the time because I just wasn't listening. But he would literally like he hated that. He hated doing that. I think what's helped me in our generation is when you give your kids more, you have more to take away when they when they behave badly. So yeah, yeah, I've never, true. I've never I've never had to resort to to the belt because they've got the computer and the Nintendo and the God knows what else, and it's like okay, you're you're we're stripping your room bare. And I think you know my father hit us once. I mean, me and my sister have a joke about the t- the one time he hit us and yeah never did again but I think sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> that was all we needed to know but i think sometimes you know the folks who feel, who feel like that's all they can do is because they don't have another tactic yeah. you know where i told whereas i talk to my peers now and it's just like well they they, they know there's consequences to bad behavior that yep. you can 
there are things you can take away. There are privileges a mile long. And they're like, wait a minute, what do you mean I can't use Wi-Fi? What do you mean I can't? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You take away Wi-Fi, man. You take away the phone. You know, they they it's instant, man. It's like they feel it right now. You know, it's like back back then, you know, I grew up in we didn't have internet. We didn't have phones, man. We didn't there wasn't right. no cell phone when I was growing up, man. There wasn't no internet. They they right. find that they still find that hard to believe that I had to go to the library to do a, a book report. You know, <laughs> one of the one of the funniest things I tell my kid is about movie phone and how we actually had to call to find out what time a movie was exactly like, yeah what yeah yeah welcome yeah. to movie phone and like, yeah I, I, I tell them how I used to wait next to the phone when I got home from school you know waiting for somebody to call me and getting mad when my mom gets on the phone or you know how we had to switch over like it was just yeah party line all that stuff man it was um man yeah they don't know anything about that <laughs> nothing about that man but they don't they we didn't have those you know those those um just all the stuff that they have now that like you said the more you give the more you could take away um mm-hmm. and, and it that that's really a good a good concept man and um if, if i were to take my son's phone away right now he would be in he would be up in arms man he wouldn't Bruh. know what how did you when how how did you decide when to get him a phone? Because we didn't give my daughter a phone until this year, and we okay. didn't give my son a phone until he was almost in high school. Got you. How did you decide? You know what? When, mm-hmm. We did it last year, uh, end of last year. He was ten. Um, we did it more for us, mm. more for us than him. Um, right. we, we restricted a lot of things with his phone, as far as him using it. We put the only the necessary numbers in his phone um that that he can get you know obviously mine and my wife and uh his grandparents and and his aunt and uncle stuff like that only the necessary numbers were in his phone that he could use um there was a time limit on in, on on uh, everything uh it was very restricted man and it was more for us because it was getting to be man like we couldn't get a hold of him if if plans changed you know, if it was like, hey, your mom's picking you up from school today. I can't. But I had already told because she has a spot where she waits for him. And I have a spot where I wait for him. Two totally opposite ends of the school. <laughs> and, um, you know, I couldn't I couldn't say, hey, man, um, your mom's picking you up today. You know, meet her over by the rock or whatever. Um, you know, certain things like that, man. So, you know, with a phone, I can give him a call right when the, right when he gets out of school and say, hey, I'm here. Your mom's over there. Your mom's here. Whatever, um, and, and just that's only one example. There was so many of other other things that was just like, man, I wish I can call him right now. We would always say that. I wish he had a phone. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we can get him a phone, but it has to be uh, heavily restricted, man. You know, and over over the last year, we've we've allowed him to do a little bit more on his phone, and and um, you know, certain things, um, watching certain things, and and and. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's still not um, doing like Facebook and all that stuff. But right, he, um, is a whole other animal. Ugh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, but we, I, I think we we got him the phone, man. It, it was more of a decision to get him that for us, man. It was it was our, it was more our convenience, more just being able to get and we track it, you know, so we know where he is. We say, hey, you, uh, you know he's riding his bike to school in the morning or whatever, you know, when school was in session and, you know, I could look on my phone and see exactly where he's at. 
make sure you yeah. made it safe. And then to say, when you get to school, text me, let me know you made it. That um, was our motivation for getting yeah. my daughter the phone too, because she, up until recently, she and her brother were at the same school, but then he graduated. So when we needed to reach the two of them, we could always call him. Yeah. But seeing as he wasn't going to be there anymore, it's like, okay, well, we need a, a way to reach her directly. And so we said, listen, we're going to have to get her her own phone. And same thing, put all the restrictions we could on it. But she's still getting these weird calls because obviously someone else had the number before her. He so gets that too, have, man. Yeah, yeah. Deborah. Deborah is who he gets all the time. Hey, Deborah. <laughs> if you don't if you don't reply now, then the offer is not on the table anymore, Deborah. Like, you know, stuff like that. And we just always laugh at it because it's, it's just funny. He always hits him um, back, like, hey, this is not Deborah's phone anymore. Um, right. so we'll put that in there. But they still they still text him, hey Deborah. But I don't know, whatever, man. So when we spoke back in twenty fifteen for grandeur, you mentioned um, getting parenting advice from DJ Premier. Do you yeah, remember? Man. Do you remember your parenting advice from DJ Premier? What you guys? Oh ah, man, about? I can't. I can't even. Um, what were we talking about? Because I, I know my my uh, my daughter wasn't born yet. Mm. Uh, I think she was getting ready to be born. Or no, no, no. Man. She was born. She was born. She was mm. born. I was just on. I was on the show with uh with Prem, and you know, I was just like, man, you know, and you know, I just just had a daughter and you know we were just talking and I, I man i can't remember what he told me i think patience was in there just like dude you gotta have a lot of patience man have a lot of patience and just something I, I don't even remember i know patience was in there man but that was a while back and i was just excited i don't even know if i was really listening to what he was saying man i was just excited <laughs> that preem was giving me the, giving me fatherly advice i know right have you gotten any from any of your other artist peers bouncing ideas off of or just sharing nah i mean no nah, not really man i mean we you know we'll talk about you know fatherhood stuff like that me and sky or you know people that i me and joelle we'll, we'll talk about fatherhood and we'll talk about you know um but these are also people that i talk to outside of hip-hop that are not and not just about hip-hop you know what i'm saying right. like these are right. people that i you know, I talk to, you know, about life, Stally, you know, people like that. Like, these are my friends, man. These are people that I just, you know, call up on a random day and be like, yo, what up, man? What's going on? You know, right. big pool, you know, people, we just, we just kick it and just talk, man. And, and, uh, music doesn't even enter the picture, you know right. what I'm saying? So, um, so those people, they know my life. I know theirs and, um, they know what's going on with the kids and, um, and, and vice versa, man. So, but as far as just, um, you know, other, other MCs or other, other, uh, producers or artists, man, and just kind of talk and have a, have a fatherhood forum. Now nah, we've never really, never really done that, man. If it comes up, I'm open, you know, I'm open to talk about it. You know, I'm always open to talk about the kids, man. I'm, I'm one of those who I don't, I don't carry, obviously nobody carries pictures of their kids around in their wallet anymore, man. But I, <laughs> no, I'll, be, no. I'll be quick to open my phone up and be like, yeah, yeah, check this out. I know. I've seen some great shots of you. You know, and, uh, I don't, I don't try to bombard my, my, uh, my followers with, um, you know, family stuff, man. But, you know, I just kind of let them in on what's going on, man. I think they've grown to appreciate that. You know, they've, they've gone to grown to kind of you know, feel like they know a little bit about my life and, and, um, a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes and outside of, of, of music. So, and I, and 
I enjoy letting them in, man. And, you know, even when I'm on tour, you know, people will ask me, how's the wife or congratulations on this or man, oh man, I'm sorry this happened to you or, you know, based on what I post and, um, you know, that's always cool, man. And, but I don't, you know, I don't give them too much, but I give them, I think I give people just enough to where they, they feel like they know who I am a little bit. Uh, I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. And, um, you know, I think we'll close on that. Apollo, I think you, this has been a great conversation. Thank hey, man, so I, I appreciate you having me, bro. I, like I said, Jerry, man, anything for you, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really, really, we going, going back to, gosh, I think I was watching one of our first interviews when I was at the Urban Daily. This must have been, might have been 2010. 20, yeah, I was going to say, that was, that was, it was a long time ago, man. It was I definitely a, a decade ago. You had a show at Fat Beats for something, and I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was to the office. Yeah, that was twenty. That was twenty ten. Oh my gosh! So yeah, and just that, and I've been telling folks that in the process of just doing interviews with folks, they'll mention their families, and I was like, you know, what? I need to do a podcast where they just get to talk about their families because I know no, nah, as a to- as a touring producer, you're on the road a lot, so I know. Um, and that's one thing about this year that I've really cherished, man. It's like this is the first time, you know, in in over a decade that I haven't went overseas. You know, usually I'm over there three, four times a year, man, and at you know three weeks at a time. So, um, you know, I really cherished being home this year and, and just kind of being close to my kids and being close to my wife, man, and being here the whole year. So that was cool. That was one of the good things that kind of came out of 2020 um, was just being able to spend that time. Um, cause man, dude, if it wasn't for FaceTime, I don't know if I'd tour anymore, bro. That's the thing, man. After, you know, when I used to tour, like when I was single with no kids and no responsibilities, I used to pay my rent up six months, man, and go overseas and just sit over there, man, and just see, see what's up. But now, man, um, you know, I would go over there for like eight weeks at a time, you know, and now it's just like, when I go over there, all I think about is my family, man. I think about my kids and coming home to my wife, man. And, and it's crazy too. We were talking, I was talking to somebody about it, you know, even getting on the plane nowadays, like I've never been afraid of flying, man. Right. Never been afraid of flying, man. Until, until I, I, I became a family man. Yeah. And I think it's because I know what I have to lose. I know everything, everything I have back home waiting for me to come back. You know what I'm saying? People who, who, who are, depending on me to be back there, to come back and, and, and be with them. And so now every little bump on the plane, man, I'm just like going crazy. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, no, no. That's me on the road. That's me driving. Oh, like, when I'm driving <laughs> and, the, and it, if I'm in a storm and I get in, and I'm like inclement weather or just a really bad storm. My first thought is I got to get home to my kids. I got yeah, to get home. Got to get home. First thought, I got to get home safe. So slow down put on your hazards, whatever. So it doesn't happen as much to me when I'm flying. That I did so much flying for work um, at BET back and forth to the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, when I'm driving and things get a little bit hairy, I just think, get home. Just just get home. And yeah. It, calm, it helps calm me down a little bit, too. Man, even if you got to stop, man. You got to stop yep. and park somewhere, man. You got to do that. I'm, I'm weird. Yep. I think... I think as a, as a family man, I'm a lot more, a lot more uh, careful with things, man, in the way that I do things. So, cause I know I got to get home, man. And, uh, and I mean, that's just it, man. Being, being a, a father and a husband are the most important things in my life, man. And that is, that is my biggest role ever. And it always will be. Word. Same. 
yo but thank you brothers i'm gonna let you get back to finishing up the the school day absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> go, go check that homework and yep, i'm gonna run up here and see what's going on <laughs> all right brother give my best to the family absolutely man you too man and i appreciate you having me bro for sure peace peace Thank you.